0: Hello, my name is Lindsay Marchand. You may know me, you may not know me, but either way, welcome. This is my first ever podcast episode. I will be totally honest with you, I've recorded this about five times. I'm uncomfortable. I know that this is gonna be kind of weird, but it's something out of my comfort zone. I've had a blog for the last two, three years, and hiding behind a screen is nice because I can just use my writing to portray everything. But I think doing a podcast is one step up. It makes me feel a little bit more connected with any of the listeners. Um, I always get really good feedback on my blogs, and I've had a lot of friends encouraging me to make a podcast. I probably would not have done it if it weren't for my brother, who bought me a podcast mic this Christmas. So I feel like It was kind of out of respect that I needed to do it and I needed to take the plunge and I have a nice mic. Um, I really had no excuses there. So I am here and I'm so glad you are listening. I feel like this first episode is kind of going to be a little bit wonky anyway. Um, Kind of like the entry to a show. I mean, you have the pilot, you know, there's not a lot of content. It's a lot of background information. I'm hoping along the way this can be something that people listen to and can really relate to. I know I listen to podcasts sometimes and I'm like nodding my head the whole way I'm listening. Like, I'm like, yes, I understand. So, um, I'm hoping that will be this for somebody, but you never know. That's my goal though. This is really tough for me. Let me just preface. Like I've been sitting here trying to record this first episode And constantly just have these thoughts of like, oh, what will people think? Like, I'm not a podcaster. Like, here I am quarantined because I've had coronavirus for the last few days. And I was like, there's no better time than now. I am about to graduate in May with a degree in business admin emphasis in marketing. And I live with my mom. So I just kind of feel like that's where my imposter syndrome with this has sat down. I don't really know what I will feed you all, but I'm hoping it is great. I have a lot of good ideas for this podcast, and I'm hoping it's not something that falls off. So I guess I wanted to start this off by introducing myself, which is what I have done for the last five minutes, just rambling on and on. Um, But that and kind of just go into like why I'm here. I mean, some of you who have read my blog may already know what I'm about, what I do, that type of thing, but some of you may not, and I kind of just want to take this time to like reintroduce myself and tell you why I am the way that I am and where I am now and like why I'm doing this pretty much. So like I said, I am currently a senior at University of Missouri, Kansas City, pursuing a degree in business marketing, um, but things have not always been like super linear for me. And I kind of want to explain why. Now let me preface by saying like, I know that I'm not gonna sit here and just tell you all my life story. Well, essentially I am, but I'm doing it so you can understand why I'm trying to curate this platform that I kind of do have and why I am sharing vulnerable things and why I'm talking about certain things. Um, I'm not here to just like list a story. I'm definitely here to make things feel relatable and make hard things feel a little bit safer. If you're going through certain things, like know that other people do go through it too. And I know that not everybody wants to talk about it, but I am somebody who is very much an open book and I'm very willing to talk about things. And so having that voice allows me to connect with people who maybe have been through certain things and been through similar things as me and have them know that they can have someone to confide in, even if they barely know me. You know, like, I've had multiple people reach out after posting a blog or something like that and be like, you know, this really spoke to me and, like, I know we don't talk much. You know those messages where it's like, hey, I know we don't talk much, but... And they're just such sweet messages to receive because it's like, wow, like, no, I don't necessarily go through things just to put it out on paper and share it with people. You know, I'm not, I'm never looking for like a, oh, you went through so much because everyone goes through things, but it's more so, so people know that like, Hey, I'm really struggling. I maybe need a therapist. Oh wait. I remember Lindsay posting one time about how she goes to a therapist. Like, let me reach out to her and see if she has any good resources for me. You know, being able to be that person for people is super important to me. So I'm not just sharing aimless stories and talking about my life for no reason. Like there is a purpose here and that's kind of what I want this whole podcast to be about. Um, I want it to be engaging and I want you to understand why I am the way that I am and maybe why you go through certain things and why you're feeling certain ways and know that like you probably aren't feeling those things alone either. So That being said, we will just dive on in. So I would say I lived a pretty general life. Um, For background, my parents are divorced. They got divorced when I was in fifth grade. Still pretty young, but old enough to understand type of thing. Um, I was sent to therapy by them when I was young. didn't really work. I was pretty defiant in talking to somebody. I also don't really think I understood my emotions at that young age, which is totally normal and nothing to apologize for I feel like but um, yeah generally I played sports I hung out with friends on the weekends did all the things Um, going into high school I had a really good friend group I loved them we hung out every weekend you know we did just everything that a normal high school kid would do we would go to the football games go to the basketball games um, hang out at each other's houses that type of thing And then I feel like I had such an upward experience in high school, which let me say that I know not everybody does. And I personally cannot relate to that, but I do, um, understand that people do go through that type of thing. I feel like having such a good experience in high school though, really set me up for some failure when it came to transitioning into college. Um, I graduated high school in 2017 when I graduated, all my friends were going to really big universities as was I, I feel like as a kid, I always envisioned myself as like someone who would go to a huge university. I would rush to be in a sorority. I would make a lot of friends. I would go out all the time. You know, you live away at this home with a bunch of people, your age, like no parental vision, anything like that. Like it's most people's dreams. Um, That being said, I always had parents that trusted me very heavily and I was always very responsible, I feel like. So, I mean, for the most part, let's be honest, like, you know, but (laughs) I was always pretty responsible and they kind of like, their parenting style was, I'll trust you till you give me a reason not to, you know, and I, I respected that. I really did. So going to college, nothing was very like flashy, you know, like, oh, you're going out to parties, like, okay, like you have fake IDs, that type of thing. Like it's, it it wasn't very flashy to me personally. Um, Now don't get me wrong. I loved going out and having a good time, but it just wasn't for me. So I went to Mizzou, I rushed, I landed in an amazing sorority. Uh, But that first semester, and honestly that first year, I would say was probably the most transformative and hardest year of my entire life thus far. Or when I moved away I had a really awesome summer with my friend group. And like I said, I was so close to my friend group. It wasn't one of those things where I was like, oh my gosh, I can't wait to move on and meet a whole new friend group. Like I'm so tired of high school. Like that was not my mindset at all. I very much loved my friends and I loved everything about it. So going was super hard for me because I was thrown into an environment where yes, I was super outgoing, but like I clammed up. Um, On top of that, I went through my first breakup. So my high school boyfriend and I broke up um, the day of move. Yeah. Okay. The day of move in of my freshman year at Mizzou. It was, it was hard. It was really hard, but I feel like that kind of really set me up for some failure because I had not been through a breakup yet. Uh, We dated for a little bit over a year and a half around there. Um, and we just, you know, broke up, whatever, but I feel like that really set me up for failure because I had never been through that kind of feeling before. I would say like, yes, when my parents got divorced, it was obviously very hard, but I feel like your first breakup is just like a whole different story, especially when you're younger. I mean, I was what, 17, 18 years old. Like I was very young and I just moved into a dorm with one of my best friends, Um, but then again, my parents were leaving. I had no, I had only one friend there pretty much, um, which was my roommate. And I had no support system. Like I had no distractions. Like I was getting thrown into this environment and I was kind of just like, okay, let's kill all the birds with one stone. And it was hard. Like it was really hard. Um, but further from there, I kind of decided that, I would try to find something that filled that void. Um, Most people would say the gym is like a very healthy way to cope with things like that. But I did not really treat it as that. Um, I was a varsity track athlete all four years of high school. And so I had always been kind of athletic or pretty athletic. And, you know, I I could go to track practice and come home and drink Dr. Pepper and eat popcorn and like nothing really happened, you know, like, it's just different when you're in high school. And that's totally fine. But transitioning to college where like my eating patterns are becoming different. And you're also surrounded by so many people who now this is like a whole world of people that you didn't even know, like, cared so much about their body, you know, like looking back, I didn't even know all the negativity that was going on at my college, you know, like, there were so many girls just always commenting on their bodies and doing, you know, all that type of thing, and I didn't even know that that consumption of that negative energy was affecting me so much, because in my head, I had started going to the gym, you know, I would go to the gym, I mean, I was so sad, so I would literally go to class, go to the gym, not go out, you know, because at that point, going out and drinking was, like, a punishment, like, I was like, no, I could not, I cannot do that, like, I will that's too many calories, you know, every thought that goes behind that. And like, oh my gosh, it was debilitating. Like I would go into the gym for four hours. I would go run on the treadmill for like an hour, um, then lift weights. And like, I wasn't being consistent. Wasn't You know, like I didn't know what I was doing. I knew that I was like, at least like for those few hours where I was pushing myself, like I felt kind of good, but I didn't really notice the line blurring between what was healthy and what wasn't. Um, so I would say like that went on about the first semester really bad. And then I went home for winter break and whenever I went home for winter break, I started doing the beach body thing. Yeah. Yeah. If you know what it is, then it, um, in my own personal opinion, and I'm just saying this out of my own personal opinion is you are like it's not good. If you don't have a good relationship with food in your body, then it's not something to do. Granted, I've seen people be successful on it and good for you, but it wasn't for me, but I did it, spent hundreds and hundreds of dollars doing Beachbody. And I mean, like I was literally a freshman and I'm like, okay, why am I spending hundreds of dollars to like learn how to eat and work out? Like it, and it wasn't working, you know, it was making me sad. It was restricting me. Like I used to just ball my eyes out every day when I looked in the mirror and it was so sad like looking back and knowing that I had that relationship with myself is so hard because while I wouldn't say like everything is fully and completely healed with me and my relationship with food and body image but it is like miles and miles away from where it started and it was just like a really hard experience so fast forward to post winter break and I went back to Mizzou um I still hated it personally, I was very envious of everyone who was loving it. And I didn't know why I couldn't love it. I really tried. Like I, and I would say the first year, maybe I didn't try as much as I could have, but I was in such a debilitating state that like, it was awful. Like I just couldn't do anything. And so I was so dreading going back, but I was trying to have a positive mindset about it. Um, went back. Second semester was better. I feel like initially spring semester is always a little bit better than fall, but it still wasn't great. You know, I, I continued with going to the gym multiple hours a day. Um, and it was funny to me because I feel like everyone that would look at me thought like, Oh, like she goes to the gym for four hours. Like she's such a beast. Like she does this. Like I wish I had, you know, but no, like I was hurting inside. I was hurting so badly. I wouldn't have wanted anyone to wish to be me at that point. But fast forward now, we are moving into the sorority house. I loved the girls I lived with sophomore year. Um, They were a little glimpse of Mizzou that I loved. Um, While I say all around had a bad experience at Mizzou these girls made that second year there a little bit more redeemable and a little bit better. Um it was a better year, but it still wasn't great, I would say. I living in a sorority house is hard because you're living with eighty something girls who may also be struggling with their body, you know, and the food there's not great, The f- you know, all the things, but those factors were all things that were totally out of my control. Um, and so it was hard. I was a little better, but I still was going to the gym all the time. I was trading out, going to the gym for going out, like, or like I was going to the gym instead of going out. And I wanted so badly to go out, but I was like, no, you don't deserve it. Like, look at you, you don't deserve it. You know, like, it was the way I talked to myself was so bad. Um, after December of what would be what? 2018. Yeah. 2018. Um, I went home for the winter semester and I decided that I was like, okay, like we got to figure out what we're going to do. Lindsay, like, we're not going to keep doing this teeter totter, you know? So I went home, I had a great winter break and I headed back and I just felt a little bit of clarity, but I also was like, eh, I don't know if I want to go back, but I still tried to change that mindset. So I went back, uh, had a few weeks there still was like having an okay time. Um, and then it was about like February, I think, January or February, like the beginning of the semester, and I remember I was sitting in a study room at Chi Omega and I was like, I'm moving home. I was like, I'm tired of this. The way I felt when I went home and was doing my thing, I felt so much safer in my own skin. I felt so much better when I was home versus when I was at school. And for some people, it's the exact opposite. And that's totally fine. And I don't expect everybody to understand where I was coming from, but that's genuinely how it felt. I didn't feel myself when I would go back to school. I tried so very hard, but I just didn't feel myself. And like, again, I wanted to, I was battling so much because I always felt like I would be this university person, like sorority that type of thing but I just was like I just wasn't and it was hard it was a hard decision to make but I remember like the overwhelming joy I just felt in that moment when I finally decided because it was always something I wanted to do but I didn't want to make that decision when I was a freshman because I knew I wasn't in a good like good enough headspace to make that decision so when it came down to it I was like you know what I've tried like I've been here for almost two years now and I've really tried and like At least like in that, I was at least proud of myself because I was like, you made it through. You redeemed yourself on a good year at Mizzou. And like, it's time. Like I knew it was time to go home. And so I did. I enrolled at UMKC. I tried to ignore the outside voices. I never felt so sure about a decision that I did whenever I made that one. My mom I remember calling her and I was just bawling and I was like mom I'm coming home like I need to like I've decided and she was like are you sure and I was like absolutely I've never been so sure. So I finished out that semester and I never went back. I moved home I finished off my year great like I said Um, I continued my education at UMKC I went there for about a year studying education which is what I was also studying at Mizzou I always wanted to be a kindergarten teacher but it kind of faded out and I just I realized that that's not really what I wanted to do I still love kids and I love being around kids and helping them but I didn't want that to be my long-term career so I switched my major at UMKC and I became a business major just because what else you know when I did move home, though, I, I didn't want to make it feel like I was moving home. You know, like I wanted it to be like I'm moving to Kansas City. You know, I never lived in Kansas City as a college kid. I'd only lived there in high school, so I was kind of like redeeming the name. And I was, like, you know, what? I'm going to move home, and I'm going to get a job that I actually like. Like I'm going to change my attitude. Things are going to get better. Like I want things to change. Like I don't want to feel like this anymore. Uh, And so that's kind of when I started making the real change, you know, like I got a job at Lululemon, which I still work there today, three years later. And I absolutely love it. I love the culture. I love the people. I love the environment. It's just, it's honestly a great job for me. And it's a great fit for where I'm at in school and all those types of things. That being said, like I came home and the eating stuff didn't stop. Body image struggles. The gym that didn't stop right away. Um, it's been a journey over the last few years. I remember the summer of 2019. I was starving myself, like literally starving myself. I feel like I kind of had this notion that I wanted everyone to see that I was doing well, and I wouldn't eat. I would cry because I was so hungry. I remember coming home and I would lay in bed at 4 p.m. exhausted because I had no energy and I was. So in such a bad mood all the time. And like, it was so bad because at that time I was like, Oh, I'm looking so skinny. I can go out and look, have fun and be with my friends and like, look so small. But like, I was so scared of taking up any space because I wanted this aesthetic of like being small and glowing and doing good. You know, when in reality, I was like pushing everything away from actual healing. Um, I had a good night routine, you know, like I would read all the books. I was still reading all the self-help books, doing all, I was journaling. I was doing all the things I tell you to do, but I was doing all these supplemental things, but I wasn't actually healing. You know, I was buying cute clothes. I was feeling good. I was working at Lululemon. Like I was doing everything on paper that would say like, oh, she's doing great. But I wasn't behind the scenes. I was so torn apart because all I was doing was valuing all of these external factors about myself when I didn't even know who I was on the inside. I remember going to axe throwing with some people at Orange Theory, which, let me preface, I started Orange Theory a few years ago, and it was the best decision of my life. I love lifting, I love doing individual workouts, I don't really, I'm not a class person, but the community that Orange Theory has brought me and still continues to bring me is the most uplifting community I've ever had in my life. I can go in, like sometimes I'll go in, do a workout there after I've already worked out by myself because I just need that community and I love those people. They're so awesome. So I started going there and I loved it. I met this group of friends that were very like-minded and um, I remember we were doing X throwing one day and these two women were talking about how they go to the same therapist and I was like, oh my gosh, who's your therapist? Like, I love you guys. I love your mindset. Like, tell me who it is. And so they told me and I immediately was like, I want, I want to talk to this lady. Like she seems awesome. Let me rewind a little bit. Whenever I did go to Mizzou, I did have a therapist. I had a few, I didn't love them. Therapy is very much like dating. You have to find someone you mesh well with. They were really great therapists for probably just other people. Who I'm with now, I'm so very lucky and so blessed to be with. She's literally the best thing ever. But if you're someone who's thinking about therapy or has ever been in therapy, just know that you might have to date around a little bit in it. Like it's not a one shoe fits everybody type of thing. That's my little spiel on therapy, but we'll probably get to that in a later episode because y'all know I love to talk about it if you know me. But anyway, so I reached out to this lady and I was like, hey, I want to get in for a session. And that changed my life. Like that one text message I sent to this woman changed my life for the rest of my life. It's about a year and a half, two years in almost around there. And I have been going to her consistently every two weeks-ish. Yeah. I mean, give or take holidays and whatnot. But she has been able to help me understand things that I have never been able to understand about myself it's very much science backed. It's very much, you know, it's things it's like, even if we can't solve this right now, you can at least understand it. And understanding why you're feeling certain ways is one step closer to being able to cope with it and handle it. I think that that's when I began my real healing. And I feel like that's just something that is such a huge moment Because I've, I mean, I was still reading all the self-help books. I was still doing all the things, but actually going through and figuring out why certain functions in your brain work certain ways is so interesting. I could now kind of hone in on my anxiety and like different things I struggled with and figure out, okay, if I can't solve this in the moment, at least I know why. So so that brings me all around about to where I am now. I still see my therapist every two weeks and I'm loving every minute of it. I am currently a year, almost a year and a half into the best relationship of my life. I'm very thankful for where I'm at with that. And I'm also very thankful for where I'm at in tons of other aspects of my life. I hope this has allowed you to reintroduce me a little bit to you and kind of understand, like, where we're going from here. I promise not every episode will be just, like, me telescoping a part of my life. But I just wanted you all to understand a little bit more about me, my mission, where I'm at, what I'm doing. I'm hoping to release a different episode later this week that actually kind of, like, gets into things. But, yes, that being said, um, I really appreciate you listening if you've made it to the end. And I would love feedback on anything, as always. So thanks for listening and have a great rest of your day.